0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Sedek, joined alongside my co host, Devin Bernstein, who's rocking his Phillies hat with pride right now. They just took down the big, bad, mighty Atlanta Braves in four games, uh, literally 20 minutes ago from when we're filming this. So, pretty exciting. Uh, Before we jump into that, though, if you haven't already, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on the road to 100 subs. So, uh, we'd appreciate anyone. Subbing who's not already sub to the channel, but Devin, right into it. Phillies back to, to the NLCS for the second consecutive year in a row. Uh, it just feels like this team is unbeatable at home. Uh, they managed to split in Atlanta, and that's kind of what we said last week on the pod. If they can just, you know, take one of these first two games in Atlanta, they're probably going to be advanced to the NLCS. And here we are. Uh, your thoughts on the, the series,
1: yeah. I mean. The Phillies basically played about as well as they possibly could for like 31 and a half or 31 and a third of 36 innings in this series. Um, Like things kind of fell apart in game six or sorry, inning six of game two. And, and to be honest, that's kind of really it. I mean, there were, you know, two home runs in that game that kind of, you know, set the team back and, you know, other than that, like they kind of were in control the entire series, which is weird considering like how loaded the Braves are and like how good. Like it just was Like it wasn't even the same last year where like it felt like the Phillies were dominating the entire series, and you know it's hard to get into like a ton of actual analysis of everything that happened here. But <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to you know hit some of the stars I mean like Trey Turner obviously like unreal Cassianos with four home runs in the last two games like also unreal like Harper like no one even wants to throw to him anymore um so this lineup is just looking really scary like we kind of had 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 seen as as this team's upside here and it's it's a little scary to think and you know every team has some guys that are cold some guys that are hot but it's like you still have Schwarber hasn't even hit a home run yet like that feels like that's gonna start to change at some point like what if he gets going and like real mutos hit well like boom like boom could get going like there's a lot of things that like even if some guys slow down there's a lot of other potential for certain guys to heat up here and the pitching has just been really incredible um that's you know just the real standout like if you know you just it's just really hard to hold this Braves offense to as few runs as they did through through four games. And like like it was both the starters, like Suarez, both of his starts was just phenomenal. Like you just can't ask for any better for a middle of the rotation starter um against the freaking Braves. Um and yeah, and then obviously Wheeler and Nola did what they have to do. They're gonna be pretty much well rested for the Diamondbacks series as well, the Diamondbacks top guys. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit, but like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is what we thought the Phillies could do. And we thought it was going to be a great series and it was a great series. There were some great games, like game two was like one of the most roller coaster, like I obviously have <laughs> sad we lost it, but now, now that the Phillies have won, I can just sit back and say, okay, that was an incredible game and not feel bad about it because I, I never would have gotten over that one to be honest. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm rambling on a little bit. So here, how, what are your thoughts on this? Like, yeah, what's I mean, your big I mean, takeaway here?
0: I mean, I think big takeaway is just this Phillies team is just built for the postseason. I mean, we, we saw that last year and we're just seeing more of the same this year, like that lineup, they've just got so many guys who are so clutch and I think they just, they just fit so well together. Like the chemistry on that team is probably just, it's probably the the most like tight knit group just from like the outside looking in in all of baseball. Like, they just look like they're having a fun time. A bunch of guys who love each other, love playing baseball. A lot of good personalities on that team. Um, I feel like they just kind of represent the city of Philly, too, like, perfectly. Like, just kind of, like, the hard-fought, just like – it's just a – you know, the bank is just unmatched. And, you know, you bring up game two, and I think that was probably the best thing that could have happened for this Phillies team. You know, the whole Orlando Garcia drama and, you know, the report getting out of him being, you know, like, aha, Harper, or whatever he said. You know Harper then goes and hits two two bombs the next game. I mean, holy like that's a that's a hell of a performance. I mean, oh my god! So you know, honestly, I think that just riled the fills up a little bit. You see them wearing the the Colorado Deion Sanders shirts. You know, it's yeah. it's personal. You gotta love it. So um, I think game two. You know, the way it ended was kind of like, yeah. I mean, if they win game two, if that ball drops, you know, they probably win game two, and you know, they they win one or two in the bank anyways, but you know, I think it just kind of got them rolling and offensively. I mean, they burst out last game, obviously, you know, today against Strider, they they managed to hit three solo bombs, which at the end of the day, it's kind of what it takes against Strider sometimes. It's just kind of, you know, getting the long ball going. He didn't, you know, pitch particularly well. Um, I mean, he pitched fine, but like, I don't know, he didn't pitch like, sh- you know, shut out baseball. Ranger Suarez out them at the end of the day. Um, and the pitching, like you said, like you, you, hit all, you hit the nail on the head, like Wheeler and Nola, like, those guys have been lights out, uh, unhittable so far in the playoffs. So for the Phillies, I mean, it's just more the same and, you know, we'll talk about it, the the preview in a little bit, but you know, against the D backs, you know, that's a series they should win. I mean, the the Phillies should be going to the world series. So, you know, hats off to them. Hell of a series, really fun team to watch, even as a Mets fan. I mean, I, I was rooting against the fucking Braves no matter who they played. Um, excuse my language, but screw the Braves, screw their fans. Um, but, yeah, it's a fun vibe in Philly, and, uh, you know, I'm happy for you, Dev. Happy for, uh, you know, former co-host of the pod, Rob. Um, shout out Rob. So, yeah, a good time to be a, a Philly fan for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, with that, we'll move on to the other NL series, and then we'll do a little preview. Um, I mean, the Dodgers just got blown out at the end of the day. They get swept. Uh, Kershaw gives up six runs in the first inning. Um, I mean, there's talks of him needing like, I don't know what's gonna if it's a shoulder, or elbow, or I mean that did not sound when you hear that with you know Kershaw's getting up there in age, never good. I mean, Bobby Miller and Lance Lynn, it's like when you're throwing those guys out there as your best two, three starters, you know what's gonna happen. But man, the D-backs were slugging the ball. I mean, these guys were uh, Gabriel Moreno hitting bombs, Catel was in bombs, just a fun young team led by those two starting pitchers, Merrill Kelly, Zach Allen, they both pitch really well. Um, you know it, Tommy fans ripping the ball. I mean, what a what a crazy series! Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, just invisible. I mean, outside of that COVID year, feels like kind of more of the same that we've seen from this Dodgers, you know, franchise. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts? Obviously, the Dodgers kind of a it was kind of a shift in year. They let Trey Turner walk. They let you know cut some payroll, but you know, just not able to find that success still in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I. I think I get it. You can make that reasoning and, and, you know, obviously the Dodgers have still been successful. It's, it's not like they're, you know, anyone's going to project them to do anything differently next year. Like they're probably going to go out and be an a hundred win team again. Um, yeah. But, but as it stands, like, this is like, as you, as I see it, like you've got two of the best, you know, five players in the world, you've got this loaded team, but like, there's some like really weird holes and like the starting pitching, you can give them much more of a pass, I would say, but like the back end of this lineup is just like, why are these, like, I don't understand. It's a bunch of old line...
0: vets at this point. You yeah. Know?
1: Like it's, it's not even like young guys, like highly touted prospects or anything like that, really. Like at the back end of the lineup, like these are guys who are basically no name below average hitters, like utility type yeah. guys. And Like, I guess, like you said, like, they let Turner go, like, and again, with the starting pitching, a lot of it is just injuries. So, you know, that you can't blame that for, like this lineup just completely disappeared. Like there was no, there was no impact. Like, you know, the big thing we talked about was like, Betts and Freeman are like so good. (laughs) and They're just like, I don't even even get a hit. Yeah. Like I, they could barely get a hit. Like it's, I, I mean, it's unreal, but. I mean to talk about the Diamondbacks, like you've got kind of a Phillies type vibe. Like I, again, I talk about it with the two type ace ace type pitchers, um, and then you know just like a, lo- a loaded lineup. Like you've got Carroll, uh, and Marte at the top, and then Fam, yeah. like, and then it goes down. Tommy to like Pham.
0: A- I love some Tommy Fam. Yeah, I
1: mean, what what world are we living in where Tommy Fam is like in the middle of the lineup, like? I don't know. I don't really know what's going on um, with that. But, you know, then the, like the defense is really good. Like they seem to be pulling the right butt pushing the right buttons with the bullpen and like using the guys correctly. Like this is a pretty well-rounded team that kind of both had the better lineup than the Dodgers, obviously, but then also, you know, pitched much better and, you know, managed the game much better. So they just, completely ran over the Dodgers like the starting pitchers had a disgustingly high era like I don't even know what the number was but it was like maybe in the 20s or something like like horrible um I mean yeah you just you feel bad because they've, they've lost a few guys like Bueller and I'm I'm forgetting some of the other Dustin,
0: May, Dustin uh, May uh Tony Gonsolin yeah yeah
1: and then yeah so like you can forgive them and, you know, say like, that's not really their fault, but like, it did seem like there were a few more holes on this team that needed to be addressed. And part of it's like, you know, sometimes you're just able to win more games than you're actually like, then your team is actually that good, but like, and that might've just been what happened with the Dodgers here, but like there were some holes here that's like, I'm a little confused at how, how this wasn't addressed. Um, Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. I mean, I think it's a, uh... You know we knew coming into the season with the Dodgers this year that the lineup was gonna look different, different. You know, Justin Turner left, Trey Turner left. Um, so they had these holes that you know, big holes that they had to fix, you know, the year before Corey Seager leaves. Um, you know, they they've looked the Dodgers. I'm not gonna talk like this is a hundred-win machine every single year. They're churning out talent, churning out guys to play. Um, but at the end of the day, you know outside of 2020 like i said like this team has not been able to get it done in the playoffs like they just have not um you know they had the world series appearance i forget what year it was the uh well i guess they faced the red Sox, and i guess they faced the astros so they've made the, the world series a few times. 20 right 19 and well they made it in i think 17 19 and 20 because 17 yeah. was the cheating year i think so yeah. yeah but i mean you know that's you know we're three years removed from the world series now and and it's been more of the same for, uh, for this Dodgers team, early exits. And um, at some point, you know, you got to look to, I'm not, you know, not a rebuild at all, but just like, you know, they got to find a new core, I think is the thing. You obviously got Betts Freeman and uh, you know, Will Smith, I think are three guys that are locked in on the offensive side. But outside of that, like JD Martinez is going to be a free agent, Max Muncie, Jason Hayward, David Peralta, like all these guys, like, you know, they got to find their new core and um, you know, they're going to be heavily rumored with Shohei this offseason. They're going to be looking at other guys. But at the end of the day, like, I, I don't know. And, you know, sure, like you said, the rotation for sure banged up. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this Dodgers team. They got a lot of good prospects. There's always a good farm system. So maybe some of those guys can start contributing next year. But I don't know. Uh, another early exit. It's definitely concerning. It'll be interesting to see what kind of goes on this offseason. Flip side of the ball, I mean, holy hell, like this is Arizona Diamondbacks team. Like talk about having a exceeding expectations. This team, you know, late in the season really looked like they were not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they were really struggling. Um, 84 wins and they're in the NLC. That's pretty crazy. Um, but like you said, like it just – that's what it takes. And basically, you just got – guys get hot at the right time. And this lineup's crushing the ball right now. I mean, like you mentioned, Corbin Carroll, obviously kind of the star offensively. But Phil Marte, Christian Walker, Tommy Fan, Moreno, all these guys are – Alec Thomas really contributing. So that's all it takes. And the pitching has been really good. Uh, the bullpens look strong. So, yeah, man, shout out to the D-backs. And, you know, I'll just jump right into the the preview here. I don't need to spend more much more time on the Dodgers series. But, you know, the Dimebacks do have a tall task ahead of them. I think this is a, almost a more challenging series for them. Um, I think that Philly's lineup is is deeper and just especially playing in the bank. You know, Dodger Stadium doesn't get like CBP was, is, has been getting. Yeah. Um, what's your prediction for the series? Um, you know, obviously I'm assuming you're going to pick the fills, but how do you see it playing out?
1: Yeah. I mean, we are kind of talking about this pre podcast and like, I just get the feeling that this is going to be a tougher series than, yep. than the brave series was. And then the Padres series was last year. And probably than the brave series was last year as well. Like I, I just, for whatever reason, I get the feeling that this, I mean, you know it's it's hard to say like you know what the regular season team was versus what they've looked like in the playoffs and it's like hard to compare like what what version are we going to get now in this going forward but from what it looks like i mean this diamondbacks team is pretty like complete like yeah. they don't have any major weaknesses like that they that could be exploited like i mean not that the Braves necessarily did either but it just doesn't feel like the type of team that's like going to give up, you know, have, have a few guys get shelled. Like they have two really high quality pitchers that are going to be pitching majority of these games. Like I, I just, I do think it'll be a tougher series. I do think, I mean, I could see Philly probably winning both in, in Philly to start it. My guess would be that two of three go to Arizona and then Philly just needs to win one of the last two at home. Um, you know, again, like the the Diamondbacks are very young and they won 84 games. So it's like it's weird to give them all this like credit that, you know, that like but they just seem like the hottest team right now. Like mm-hmm. they almost seem like the Phillies of last year in a way where it's like because like the Phillies like this year, it's like we saw it last year. We know they have the talent, like everyone, no one is like surprised other than, the, you know, obviously beating the Braves, but no one is surprised to see this Phillies team making a run again. But like, I would say everyone is pretty surprised to see this Diamondbacks team making a run. And like, sometimes that magic and like, you know, I'm sure they're, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be rocking in Arizona too, because like, this isn't something their fans were expecting this year. Like, you know yeah um, that's gonna be a tough place to play as well so I I do think there's gonna be a tough series but I'm gonna go Phillies in six or seven um what are you thinking
0: yeah I don't think it'll get to seven I think the Phillies are gonna win um probably either in five or six um you know I think it could get weird I think we'll see some more competitive games it felt like in that Atlanta series just recently like You know, this, I guess game four was pretty competitive. Game three, obviously not. And, and uh, you know, game one was a little far away. But I feel like Philly was relatively in control. I mean, the Braves got shut out, right, in game one? Yeah. So, like, they weren't doing shit that game. Um, So, I think it'll be interesting. The the, the D-backs are hot, too, like you said. Like, and they have that kind of, you know, team of destiny vibe that we've kind of been, you know, these last few years in the NL, that's kind of just how it's been. We had the Phillies last year. We had the Braves the year before. We had um, I mean, 2020 kind of did not even count, but the Nationals in 2019, 2018 was, uh, oh my God, I don't even remember, but uh, oh, so I guess the Dodgers weren't in 2019. Maybe the Dodgers were 2018 probably is what it was against, they played the Red Sox in the World Series. I swear to God, they did. So it must've been 17 well, and 18.
1: Who did no, the Nationals beat? They beat
0: the Astros in the World Series. Oh, right. okay. 2018 World Series was Red Sox-Dodgers, and then the year before was Astros-Dodgers is what it was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just kind of been these team a uh, destiny vibes for the last few years. of the NL. the Mets in 2015 were kind of the same way. Um, that's just how baseball is. So maybe that's the d You know, the Phillies, I don't think, have as much of that destiny vibe. I don't know why I'm getting into, you know, team of destiny for two minutes. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going Phils in five or six. I just think this offense is is hitting on all c- cylinders. I think they've got that experience. And I just think, you know, playing in Citizens Bank Park, you know, even getting one win there for the D-backs, I think is going to be tough, you know, let alone potentially two wins there. I think it's just, you know, the fact that the Phils have home field advantage I think is, you know, about all they could ask for. So I'm going to go Phils in five or six. Um, but, hope you know, I'm hoping for a little bit of a better series. I feel like some of these series so far in the playoffs, I mean, we haven't even seen a. We haven't seen a game five. We haven't seen a game three in the wild card. Like, it's just been kind of non-competitive, it feels like, at times. So, um, but that's fine, you know, at the end of the day. You can't uh, can't ask for everything. So, yeah, those are our official predictions. We'll move on over to the American League, where we got an all-Texas showdown in the ALCS. We'll start off with the Rangers. Um, I mean, honestly, they just blew out Baltimore. Total control. I mean, that's how they've been all playoffs. They blew out the Rays. They've blown out Baltimore. They're playing really well really good starting pitching this offense, you know, kind of what we knew they were just an elite offense. Dolce Garcia, Corey Seeger slugging the ball, Marcus Simeon at the top of that lineup. Um, Evan Carter's played well. So, I mean, this Texas team, really good. Max Scherzer may be coming back kind of unsure. I feel like you know, the way he was pitching it then might not be a good thing. If he comes back, I feel like kind of got to just ride the waves right now, but you're going against the Astros. So you need every, every help you can get your thoughts on the, uh, the, Rangers Orioles series obviously you know the O's going in were the the team you had coming out of the AL
1: yeah no I mean I I was wrong here uh, <laughs> like the experience got to them the the pitching wasn't you know really what would what it needed to be and um, the the lineup didn't quite you know couldn't quite keep up with the Rangers um, you know obviously like it's still a great season for the Orioles um, yep. not really like at all like worried or anything like that like this was their first playoff series like it's okay I think they'll be fine um but for the Rangers like yeah like one of the big moves was moving Garver to the DH um that really helped like this lineup just kind of really felt like it completed the lineup um and like everyone's playing pretty well like or at least is very dangerous in that lineup like they have some guys to go to and the starting pitching has been really good which is like a complete tw- twist on the head, like Evaldi, like really, really struggled in the second half of the year. Um, I believe he was dealing like with some injury stuff, and they're, like now it's like he's a complete ace. So like that's a yeah. huge, huge turnaround. Um, and yeah, same thing with Montgomery. Like not quite as much, but like he's also pitched really well. And like I think they have a few guys in the bullpen you can trust. Like it's still a little shaky, yeah. like, but. It's it looks better than it did coming in, and like they're really hot. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's basically all I have to say about them. But yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, like you said, like the Orioles, like incredible season. Um, you know what was that, hundred wins, hundred one wins, something like that. Um, and like, you know, you always say like they'll be back, and like I, I think someone tweeted that, and it's like, well, the Orioles, like they sh- literally, unless a total disaster happens, like they should only get better. Like their pitching wasn't even like like they're starting pitching you know If they go out and sign a guy or two like that'll be huge and just like you got the number one prospect in baseball jackson holiday who's ripping the ball in every level of the minor leagues this year so the future is so bright for this team it's it's really unbelievable so hats off to them but uh you know the one thing i kind of was worried about coming into the playoffs was just experience you know they didn't really have anyone that's been there before um and that matters at the end of the day. Like we're we're seeing it right now, the Phillies are a pretty experienced team. They they've got those players, you know, going against a young D- Diamondbacks team. I think that's going to be another factor. Um, you know, just some of these some of these environments, some of these moments. You know, Texas has some of those guys. They got Corey Seager, uh, who you know has won a World Series. Marcus Simeon's played in a lot of playoff games. Um, you know, these pitched in a ton of playoff games. Chapman's obviously appeared in a lot of playoff games. So it's just like experience really does coming to more of a factor than I think people realize, you know, the Orioles just haven't seen a moment like that. And, uh, you know, it's good. They got, they got some games under their belt, hopefully next year when they're back in the world, the playoffs, you know, they'll be more ready, but, uh, you know, it just wasn't their time yet. Um, but yeah, Texas, you know, know, this Texas team was almost slipping out of the playoffs at one point. And, you know, this is how they were at that first half of the year. I mean, they were in control of the West AL West for so long. um, and, you know, they're showing up and playing their best baseball of the season at the right time. So, yeah, that's kind of all I got on them. Um, Houston, it's the Devils again, man. I mean, I shouldn't dig Devils. I honestly like the Astros. But the, those sons of guns, I mean, they just do it every year. <laughs> Basically, uh, you know, they lost one game at home in the ALDS. It feels like, you know, it, things are going wrong there. But uh <laughs> they go on and win the series 3-1. to one. Um, I mean this lineup, Jordan's ripping the ball, Altuve's going deep, Bregman. I mean, it's like this team is just they're just inevitable, Dev.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, like it just that it's so unfair when they put in a left-handed <laughs> reliever for Alvarez, and then every time it's just like, oh, you know what's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> this is a new <laughs>
1: um yeah. And then, like, the same thing kind of goes for Tucker. Yeah. And, like, the pitching is is figuring itself out. Like, yeah. they're arguably their best pitcher is the one who struggled the most in Valdez, or, like, at least the top two. Like, the bullpen is good. Like, got a really good performance from, I, I can't pronounce it, or, or I'm, not, I'm not, or playing. Jose,
0: or, or, oh my God. Now, I'm, now you got me, th- Jose I got or Quade, or Quady. or Quady. or, Qu- or Quade.
1: yeah I'm messing up close enough (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah either way like good performances like and this lineup is really scary and the experience is there like there's not that much you have to say about this Astros team like we all know who who they are like we all knew that this was a team that there was a real chance that they were just going to show up in the playoffs and say this is we're still here and guess what they did it so they're probably my pick in this series um I won't be su- surprised at all if the if the Rangers just their offense is just like so overpowering in a sense. Um, but I'm gonna lean with the Astros, just a slightly more complete team. And even you could still argue that the top of that lineup is is more dangerous than anyone's. Um, even oh, if yeah. you're probably taking the Rangers back end and their, you know, their depth in that lineup, you're eh. Yeah, I mean, I am saying that, but like I don't even know if that's really Astros like, lineup is pretty deep. I mean, yeah, gotta, exactly.
0: Uh... Like Chas McCormick, Jeremy Peña, Michael Brantley, like solid players.
1: Yeah, Uh yeah, especially McCormick and Peña really killed the Phillies. yep. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I think yeah, um, I I will go with the Astros here, but could be could be a great series. I I'm hoping that we get some more just like I mean even tonight's game, was just so competitive and like yeah. intense. Like I want more of that. Like I'm I'm craving some more of that type of baseball, and I hope we get some in the championship series
0: yeah i think this series is good i mean i i really you know braves phillies it was a good series um you know there was the drama the you know the Arcia stuff i think really added to it um you know but i feel like it could have been you know i feel like i don't know there i feel like we could have had more i feel like just because the braves just didn't show up offensively we didn't kind of get the the you know kind of you know back and forth we were hoping for but regardless you know this is one of those series that i think could you know do that uh the Astros, seven Street, ALCS. I mean, this is a team that if they win the World Series this year, this is one of the all-time great dynasties in baseball. Um, they're on an incredible run. Um, you know, it, it's just it's it's crazy. I mean, it, it's just it, it's tough to put into words. Like this is just a a, a machine. Um, Jose Altuve, man. I mean, what a, what a superstar. Alvarez. Jose Abreu's been playing well. Kyle Tucker. I mean, Bregman. Like, these guys have just been there so many times, year in and year out. They're playing deep in the playoffs. And this is when they shine brightest. I mean, it's just – it's amazing. The pitching is coming along. I mean, Christian Javier and and Jose Acoiti had, you know, two of their better starts in recent memory. So, that's huge. Like, if you get those guys going – I mean, Christian Javier last year in the playoffs, like, he pitched – well, he pitched – the no-hitter, I don't think, was in the playoffs, right? Was it in the playoffs? It might have been in the playoffs. Oh was my it, god.
1: No, it was it, it was Valdez against the Phillies, right? That
0: was this year in the regular s- no, Valdez and Christian Javier pitched a no hitter. He sent a no hitter into the seventh. Um I don't know, it was during the regular season. But uh oh no, they had a combined no hitter in the World Series last yeah,
1: year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, it was
0: Javier. That's it was not- Javier. That's no, crazy. Javier, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, this guy's pitched on the biggest stages and, and been as good as anybody. So, him coming along is huge. Um, you know, JV looked pretty good so far in the playoffs. Like, can't complain. So, and like you said, the bullpen's elite. lead. I mean, Brian Abreu is one of the best – probably, you know, the best reliever left in these playoffs. Um, Ryan Presley is a lockdown closer. So, man, it, it's just a, a wagon at the end of the day, it feels like, with the Houston Astros. Um, I'm pulling for him. I hope they beat the Rangers. Um and I think they will. I think they'll get it done in six games. I think they'll win it at home. Um, I just think that, you know, right now I think they're the better team. I think if Scherzer pitches, I honestly do think that's a negative. You look at how he did in the last start against the Astros in the regular season. He get like seven or eight runs. I also think, you know, he hasn't pitched in a few weeks now. Throwing him into, the, you know, one of the biggest games uh, of the playoffs. You know, sure, he's had his big moments in his career. Been an elite pitcher. I'm not trying to you know, I'm not trying to let the Mets, you know, the way things ended, but, like, you know, looking at kind of the way the playoffs went last year, the way the end of the season went this year, the way that Astros game went, like, I just don't know if it's a great idea for him to start a huge game in the LCS. We'll see. He very well may shove my words down my throat, but I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with the Astros, though. I just think this team is too good. Um, they just do it every year, man, and I'm not going to pick against them. They're they're my pick to win it all, I think. Um I think that was kind of my pick going into the, the playoffs. Um, I think I said Astros or, or Mariners, whoever came out. But, um, yeah, I'm going to ride with the Astros. So, yeah. All right. Anything else on the baseball front or you want to jump over to the NFL, Dev?
1: Um, No, I'm ready to go to the NFL. All
0: right. So, we'll be back. Uh, no games till Sunday, I think, for MLB. So, uh, a few days off, but then obviously, um, you know, we'll be, you know, probably with the right at game three, game four, the next time we film. So it should be pretty interesting. We'll have a good idea of uh, where the two series are at. So super exciting. Um, but moving along to the NFL, we had one game tonight. Um, I mean, not much to talk about with this one, to be honest. Broncos, Chiefs. The Broncos stink, man. I mean, uh, they're terrible. Russell Wilson threw 95 yards, two interceptions, one touchdown. Jerry Judy, who got in the big uh, pregame scuffle with the Steve Smith. <laughs> that was a crazy comment from Steve when uh, – I mean, I respect that I loved it. I mean, I, I'm I'm loving these players kind of like the Sean McCoy talking about Dak. Yeah, that viral that. clip. Like it's just so funny. But um, you know, he went out three three catches, fourteen yards. I mean he <laughs> he Jerry Judy sucks, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just the Broncos suck. You know, Pat Mahomes literally this guy hasn't even been anything special. This team's five and one this year. Like this offense I'm still a little worried about. Um, real quick, I mean, obviously the Broncos suck, we know that, but the Chiefs. You know, only 19 points. It feels like, I don't know, offensively for me, I just am not, like, feeling like the Chiefs have really clicked. I'm still worried about the receiving core. What about you? What are your thoughts on them? Are you concerned at all?
1: Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I, like, you just, you basically said what I wanted to say. Like, Rasheed Rice has looked pretty good. Like, yeah. that's about it. Um, like, Tony, we know, like, is not serious, but they have him on the field in serious. You situation. got a touchdown today. You did get a touchdown, but, like, but at the end of the day, like, I don't trust him in a serious yeah. situation. Like I don't really like Justin Watson and, and Justin Ross. And <laughs> I mean, MVS, whenever he's healthy, isn't even that good. I like, I, I don't even know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty dark outside of Kelsey to be honest. And they figure it out because Mahomes is so freaking good, but like they have this good line and like they have obviously Mahomes and it's like feels like they're kind of wasting it with no one who can get open besides yeah. besides Kelsey. So I mean, I'm not like worried that they're gonna like win less than twelve games, but like in the playoffs against like, you know, some of the top teams in the AFC, like, yeah, I that that could be a little bit worrying to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't feel like we've seen that kind of, you know, offensive dominance from the Chiefs that we have, you know, in past years. I mean. You look at the Bears game; they score forty-one. Outside of that, they haven't scored more than twenty-seven points, which you know twenty-seven is a pretty good showing. They did that last week against Minnesota, but I don't know; it, it just hasn't felt like they've been able to get you know sustained drives going. Um, you know, we set it kind of going into the season. This you know you got a fly flying around here. Um, you know, the the receiving core is you know concerning, um, and they haven't done anything to ease those errors. Defense has played really well. I think that's the only real you know maybe surprise is you know Chris Jones. I think said it post game that I saw something that. You know he feels this is one of the better defensive units this team's had in uh, you know recent years since since Mahomes really got to Kansas City. So I think that's you know big for them. Um, but offensively, I, I don't know. I need to see a little more. You you always feel like Mahomes is going to get done. I'd love for them to go out and make a trade. I mean, I don't really know who would be. You know, Jerry Judy's available, man. Yeah. Uh, if Jerry Judy goes there, I feel like that's something that where like he'd just start going off, like exactly. And then, and then, like, Uh, But I don't know. He also seems like he's kind of in a a, a mental place right now. You know, there's some videos of him pregame just yelling at people. And I get it. You know, he's pissed off at what Steve Smith said. But, um, yeah, maybe they go for Jerry Judy or something. I feel like they got to make a move, though. Like, you cannot go into the playoffs with this receiving core and and expect to be winning a Super Bowl again.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know who, though. Like, are you getting, like, K.J. Osborne from the Vikings? Like, more seller? Like, Like, I don't even know, like, who... Who could be I'm available? I think of
0: like, I mean like the Bron- I don't think the Panthers are like selling, but like Adam Thielen would be like a nice little piece for them. Um get this fucking. Um um <laughs> Adam Thielen would be a nice little piece like a, you know, I don't really know. It's weird. I don't really know who they'd go after to be honest. It is a, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, moving along. I live, um, live
1: fly catching here on the podcast. Yeah. Live um, fly catching. I'm over four on attempts so
0: far, so that's not good. Okay. <laughs> um you all right, yeah, else? Are,
1: we, are we good to get into the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow, yeah, okay. Um okay. We're good. Go yeah, on. Yeah. All right,
0: Raven Raven's Titan's London. I think they're in London. Maybe they're in Germany or something weird. Um North Northumberland development project. Uh that is Tottenham Stadium. I think they had the game there last week as well. So another London game. Uh Ravens coming off a rough loss to the Steelers. Uh Tennessee kinda in a weird spot. Um, you know, just kind of not playing great football. Derrick Henry has not been good at all this year. Um, feels like this should be a Ravens win. Maybe the Titans get weird. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I don't know. Like I feel like the path to victory is like exactly what we saw for the Steelers last week. So like, it's the same game plan. It's kind of similar teams like the Titans and the Steelers. So bit of deja vu for the Ravens, but like, I have a feeling the Ravens are just going to come out pissed because they should have, they, we all know they should have won that game pretty easily last week and, and they didn't. And that was a pretty classic Steelers win a game out of yeah. nowhere. and You're all of a sudden three and two and then top of that, <laughs> Um, type performance. But like, like, I, I just, yeah, I expect the Ravens to come out and kind of dominate this game. They got to London super early, which I think is a good, a good thing, Um, like, to get your body ready for that. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens, too. Um, I think Titans suck. Um, I mean, I don't really, I honestly, they they won last, uh, they lost to the Colts last week. I mean, they beat up on the Bengals. They beat the Chargers. So it's just like the classic Titans season, like, just like. Holding they'll probably win this week now that we've both picked them, too. Um, but, yeah, I think the Ravens – I mean, Lamar's played pretty well this – you know, not pretty well. He's played really well this season, um, you know, given some of the injuries to the receiving core and just the team overall. I mean, it feels like this Ravens team always banged up. Obviously, J.K. out for the season. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll win this game. Um, yeah, I don't really got much more to say on it, to be honest. Um, this one, I think we'll – be able to talk about pretty quick. Dolphins, Panthers, Panthers, Owen five still, um, or Owen five. They just are and five. They're winless. still. um, Bryce young. I mean, it's hard to hard to fault him. I feel like this team just, you know, they're not ready to, uh, to compete right now. It's clear. They don't have their first round pick this year, which is not good. Um, obviously the bears have that. And the bears are, bears are in a good spot franchise wise right now. I mean, they, they're, they're honestly, you know, we'll talk about them, but uh big win last week for the bears, but yeah, uh this will be a Dolphins win for me um that offense you know just so explosive they they beat the Giants obviously last week which is a you know nice little two game stretch for them here after uh you know the, who they lose to the week before the Bills yeah I think the Bills so the Dolphins are four and one still they're having a great year um should be a pretty easy win this week against a Carolina team that is uh pretty terrible
1: yeah I mean yeah I, I don't have any like interesting thoughts on the game itself like I think we all yeah. know what's gonna happen here like I just have one thing to say about the Dolphins, like, this is the first team I feel like in the in the NFL that I can remember being like, yeah, they just have, like, teams just have a speed problem, like, they just aren't fast enough, like, you see that in college when, like, you know, Alabama plays, like, a, a no-name school, like, obviously, like, you know, their offensive linemen are going to be as fast as the linebackers for the other team, <laughs> whatever, but, Like, you don't really see that in the NFL very often, but it's like the Giants just like didn't have the athletes on the field to compete with the Dolphins. Like, that's so rare to say that at an NFL level, and it's such an advantage they have. Like, forget the fact that, you know, Tyreek is, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league, and they have Waddle, who's one of the best number twos, and then obviously McDaniel and Tua, who are just both brilliant at what they do, like, you know, just do their job pretty perfectly, both of them. Um yeah. and it all works really well together and then like obviously H Chan went down like that's gonna hurt a little bit but they still have Moster Jeff Wilson's coming back for his inevitable takeover of the backfield <laughs> so That be interesting to see um but yeah like ultimately they run the ball really damn well without any great running backs and it looks like H Chan might might actually be really good yeah so really fast so this could get even scarier if like he becomes like. You know, a true top 10, 15 running back. So things are looking really up for the Dolphins and down for my prediction of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't realize H M was a, a Texas AM guy. So he played pretty high level football in college. Um, yeah, he's been he was, I mean, he's just like a machine. Like it, obviously it sucks that he went down, but like dude's getting like 10 carries for like 150 yards every week. It's crazy.
1: Every, every week.
0: Every yeah. week. It's nuts. Um, yeah, we'll both go dolphins. So so far, so far the same for us. Uh, Saints Texans, interesting game. Um, you know the Saints are uh, three and two. Somehow they blew out New England last week. I mean, New England is terrible. I mean, this is the probably the worst Patriots team we have seen in ever, and for sure, in our lifetimes. Um, you know, Derek Hart kind of just did what he had to. Nothing special last week. Camara has been back. He's looked pretty good. Um, obviously, CJ Stroud. You know, he's been balling um this Texans team really fun to watch obviously they came up short against Atlanta last week uh I think we both picked the Texans last week yeah probably so I think so that's sounds about right um Saints Texans (laughs) who do you got here
1: um I'm gonna go with the Texans and like this might be more of a like they're going in the right direction the Saints aren't really so I'm going with the Texans even though they might not be better but like you look at the key positions like I'd much rather have Stroud than Derek Carr like cry about it I don't care like Stroud is just better than Derek Carr at this point like we all know that um yeah and then like the head coach like you know D'Amico Ryan's like seems like he's got these put guys playing really motivated like this defense isn't talented but they're playing hard they're doing like everything they can and that's what you want to see um yeah. from a rookie head coach like leading the leading a defense if he can do it you know because we saw him do it with the Niners who have a ton of talent can he do yeah. it with a new team where he wasn't, you know, a linebackers coach where he's, you know, he's building his system here without much talent and their defense is playing like reasonably well. So yeah. again, everything is like looking up for the Texans in a way. And I I just think Stroud's going to keep playing well. They can't really run the ball, but it's hard to run the ball in the saints anyway. So like that might not really matter that much. And they might just be able to kind of air it out with whoever Lattimore is not on between like Dell and Collins, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Texans here. What about you? I'm
0: going to go with the Saints. Um, you know, I know you bring up Dell. You know, I think he's out this week with a concussion, oh, so yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. be in there. Um, not that that's going to change your pick, but, um, you know, I don't know. This feels like just like a Saints win. I feel like, you know, they played really well last week. Give them credit. You know, the Pats obviously suck, but a shutout's always good. I think Marshawn Lattimore, uh, you know, against Nico Collins, that'll be a fun matchup, but. I don't know, kind of a gut feeling with this one. I just feel like Stroud, um, you know, as great as he's been, I feel like kind of an interception or, or two is probably due. Uh, you know, this New Orleans defense is pretty good, pretty tough. Um, and, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara's been back. He's been playing really well. I expect him to have another big game, uh, to be honest with you. Chris Olave, um, you know, he's due for a big game too. These last two weeks, he's not been very good. Um, you know, the first three weeks when they are actually giving him targets, you know, he was he was going off, so – You know, they got to start getting him the ball. He's so talented. Um, So, you know, hopefully he gets the ball more. Kamara's been playing well. I think this defense will, you know, be a tough challenge for Stroud. But, I mean, he's passed everything with flying colors. So, it's tough to doubt Stroud at this point. Um, You know, he's a stud. Um, You know, I just feel like, you know, one bad game uh, is probably likely. And I think the Saints can can give that to him. So, I'll go Saints here. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Commanders at Falcons. Uh, Atlanta somehow three and two, um, you know, Desmond Ritter, probably one of the best games of his NFL career last week against, you know, Houston threw for 329 yards. They finally are kind of unleashing Desmond Riddle a little bit. Let him throw the ball, Cal Pitts at seven catches, Drake one and six catches. Finally, it's like they finally are like, oh yeah, we actually have these uh, two first round picks, two top 10 picks. Um, <laughs> maybe we should actually get them the ball oh, over to thought um but you know jokes aside um you know they're playing washington who uh just got blown out by the bears i don't think washington is a a very good team but i'm I'm not too sold on the falcons yet so what do you think with this one Duff? i
1: i don't want to pick either team to be honest like neither team really deserves my pick um (laughs) like the falcons yeah they won last week against the texans but they really I mean, I guess I guess they shown some signs of optimism, like you said, like finally using their top 10 picks like it's just it's a big crazy thing. concept. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy concept, but it's really important to get your best players involved and they just like have almost refused to do it. So that's really good to see. Um, And their defense isn't really isn't too bad. So. I guess I'll go with them, but the commander. No, actually, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go with the commanders because they're like inconsistent. They've lost, they haven't looked good. So now it feels like they're going to look good again this week. So I'm going to go with the commanders.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how good they looked against Philly. And then it's just like the Chicago, I mean, the Chicago Bears seem pretty fired up um, on Thursday night. I mean, they're playing with uh, some passion, you could tell. Um, I'll go with Atlanta Um, at home. you know, Bijan, they got to get the ball more too. He only had 14 carries. I think I think Alger out touched out carried him 17 to 14. That shouldn't be happening. Um, nope. you know, Bijan, I know it wasn't his best game. The NFL probably worse so far, but um, get Bijan the ball. But at the same time, get Drake London and, and Cal Pitts the ball. You need to get those guys the ball. Drake London's been making some crazy catches. Um, you know, I, I think it was a step forward for Ritter, who, you know, the week before in London, I think a lot of people were starting to call for his head, starting to call for Heineke. And uh, you know, he he, they let him loose. Arthur Smith let him loose it a little bit. And it was good to see the kid, uh, you know, ball out for a change. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think the commanders are, I don't know. Sam Howell. I don't, you know, he kind of came back, played decent towards the end of that bears game, but I don't know. They got to get the ball to, you know, I, I saw some thing today that, you know, McLaurin's at like a 19% target share and Dotson's at like a 14% target share. It's just like, what are you doing, man? It's just like, and they're throwing the ball a lot. It's not like they're like, you know, it's like the Falcons where they're running the ball a hundred times a game. Like, you know, Sam Howell, you got to find a way to get, you know, I feel so bad for Terry McLaurin, man. Like yeah, Terry McLaurin is such a stud and it feels like we haven't even seen that in the, like, we've seen yeah. these flashes and like, he just always is producing. But he's just like, imagine this dude, like get Terry McLaurin on the Chiefs, man. That dude would be like an yeah. all pro receiver. Like it, it's yeah. just, I feel for the guy, but look that's life he's also getting a bag so i don't feel too bad for him at the end of the Fair day but either. um yeah i'll go falcons here um colts jaguars jaguars man big win they beat buffalo it was such a they go to london and they go 2-0 i mean they lo- they should just move to london they should stay. stay. they should they stay they should stay they should stay i mean trevor um you know still you know, 315 yards, and there's only one touchdown. I feel like Trevor Lawrence, you know, that was a, a big step forward for him. But even still, um, you know, I feel like there's more to – I think people were expecting a little more of a leap this year, which a bit of a slow start, but hopefully you can get it going. Anthony Richardson, obviously out. I think he's on IR. The, you know, didn't yeah. you? Know, maybe he's going to be out the rest of the season. Really sucks. I mean, he's played really well, but he's just – you know, it feels like every game he was leaving with an injury, which is not good. JT obviously was back last week. Didn't really play. Zach Moss balled out. Um, you know, JT will probably get – I mean, we haven't even talked about it. JT got a con- – they resolved the contract situation, which is pretty crazy. Um, you know, he signs an extension. So, good to see that situation get worked out. He'll probably get some more work in this game. But, uh, regardless, Colts-Jags, gardner Minshew show, a revenge game against Jacksonville. He was a Jaguar, right? Yeah. He around. was. He was.
1: Yeah 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 yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's what I thought. I was like, was he? But Because he, he kind of bounced around. But, yeah, revenge game, gardner Minshew. Does he have your pick or uh, are you going with T-Law?
1: No, I can't. I, I want to pick him. I like Minshew. I like this Colts team. Um, but the Jags have seemed to like really conjure up this momentum um after after their London trip, their yearly London trip that saves their season. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean they just are like a bit the Colts' pass defense is just a bit outmatched here. Um their pass rush isn't bad, but the secondary is just gonna be a little bit outmatched here, and um the Jags run defense has actually been pretty good this year. So like that seems to be another thing that could, you know, prevent the Colts from doing what they want to do. Um, But quickly on the Taylor situation, like this was good to see, like we talked yeah. about on the podcast, like this was the situation where I was like, it makes sense to pay a running back. He's young. He's not asking for some market resetting deal. Um, And this isn't a team that's like known for going out and spending, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on free agents. So it's like, And you also have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So there's just reasons upon reasons why it's like not going to really hamper you. And at the end of the day, you're getting a super skilled player to be on your offense for the next three years for, you know, the amount of money that like Cole Komet is getting paid. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'd much rather have Jonathan Taylor than Cole Komet. Like, I don't care what position they play. Like, I don't know. So I I like that deal for the Colts. I'm happy that got resolved.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, you look at the way Zach Moss is playing here. Like, oh, you, yeah. know, you don't even need JT. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, good. It was good to see JT. I mean, I got. I'm a I'm a JT fan. I mean, he's a he's a baller. Um, you know, I, I you know, I think hopefully he gets you know going this season. I feel like you know we saw the talent two years ago. Last year was injury riddled. Um, obviously the first game back he barely played. So I'm just hoping you know we get to see him JT be in JT again. Um, because he's so fun when healthy. I'm going to pick the Colts in this one. I am, um, you know, Garner Minshew got it done against the Ravens. I just feel like this is one of those weird games for the Jags where they just kind of come back and it's like, you know, a little, you know, first game back in America jitters. I don't know if that's what you want to call it or, or what, but, um, I'm going to go with the Colts. I think, uh, you know, that rushing attack is so good. Like you said, the Jags have been good against the run, but Moss, JT combo. I think, you know, these guys will probably get closer to sharing carries this week would be my guess. Um, it's a deadly doing. Gardner Minchu, I mean, he's one of the better backups in the league. We've seen him get the ball to, you know, you know, Pittman there. Um, you know, Josh Downs has played pretty well. Al Pierce they got. So they got some weapons. Um, I think the rushing attack will get it done. And the Colts defense is, has has held strong so far this year in some good games. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Colts, man. I'm I'm buying into the hype. This is for uh, the division lead. They're both three and two here. So um big game for the AFC South. This is a fun one. Seahawks at Bengals. Uh, you know, seven eleven. He's always open. Jamar Chase, fifteen for one ninety two and three tutties. Absolutely crazy performance. Joey B, three hundred seventeen passing yards, three tutties and a pick. Uh, so big game for him. It seems like Joe Burrow finally, hopefully, getting healthy, getting right. Jamar Chase, this guy's historic man, superstar. Um, finally getting the ball. Uh, you hear some more, you know, the DK coming out and saying, you know, Devon, Devin, Devin Witherspoon, Devon Witherspoon. Devin, yeah. Devin Witherspoon. Yeah. is going to lock him up with, you know, he's a good young rookie, but Jamar Chase is a pretty, pretty good player. Um, yeah. Should be a good game though. Big game for the Bengals. Obviously if they could get back to 500, that'd be huge. Your thoughts on this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I don't want to say the Bengals are back, but like, it kind of feels like the Bengals are back. Like, I mean, it was the Cardinals and this offensive line isn't as good as it played because it was the Cardinals. But <laughs> um, Jamar Chase just looked so dominant and it's just like, yeah, like this guy's really hard to stop. Like, and then T Higgins didn't even play last week. Like the Seahawks, I guess, in theory do have the secondary to match up with the Bengals. This is kind of an interesting matchup because it's both teams like the, you know, both their teams, the Bengals line is their weakness on offense and the Seahawks' D-line is their weakness, and the Seahawks have a strong secondary going against, against a strong receiving core, obviously, in the Bengals. So that'll be an interesting matchup. I lean towards the Bengals here. Where Where is this? Is this in Seattle? It's
0: in Cincy. In Cincy. Oh, it's in
1: Cincy, yeah. So I'm going to go with the Bengals at home. Probably a pretty high-scoring game. Um, I just don't think the Steelers – nope. The Seahawks <laughs> are going to be able to do enough defensively to uh really – limit the Bengals to anything less than like 30 points. So I'm going to take the Bengals in a bit of a shootout. What about you?
0: (sighs) It's a good one. I I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm hoping, you know, this is one, I think one of the best games on the slate for this week. Um, You know, Seahawks coming off the bye three and one. So they've had some time to prepare. Um, It's yeah. Like you said, like, it feels like the Bengals are back. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, that game is the outlier we have to look at for the way Burrow has performed this year. This year, obviously not in his career. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, this is a good one. Oh. P. Higgins probably coming back this week. I'm a I got a gut feeling that Seattle's gonna win, man. It, it it's just creeping in. Um yeah, they they they've gotten it going since week one, you know, 30 plus two weeks. They beat up on the Giants pretty easily. Um, like you said, they've got the corners. You know, I think Jamar Chase will have a pretty good game. Um, but this team is, well, you know, led by B- Bobby Wagner defensively. I think Jamal Adams should be good to go because, you know, he was dealing with what the concussion um, and they had the bye. So I would assume he's playing this week, but I'm he's not there, 100% man. sure. Um, so I, I, I really like the Seattle team. I think they're good. DK, Lockett. I just – JSN, man, they got to get him. Like, what call. are they doing with him? He's, like, getting all these – Balls at the line, he's really? getting like these yeah. disgusting stat lines, like four for twenty-two and like just rent, something like that. I mean, it's just like, you know, you look at how JSN played in that Rose Bowl, and it's like JSN is not a four for twenty-two player. Like that is just not, not. He's just not being used the right way. It sucks to see. Um, so I pray to God they get him going because I'm I'm a huge JSN guy. I wanted the Jets to draft him. Sucks um, seeing the way he, the Jets could yell. Oh, man, they should have picked JSN. I mean, they. Ugh. But regardless, um, I don't know, man. I, I just kind of got a good feeling that the Seahawks win this one. You know, um, one more week of, of what the I, Bengals kind of got a good feeling that the Seahawks win this one. You know, one more week oh, of, of what is, if I'm yeah, lagging or if there was, yeah, that, I don't know what that was. Um, seems like it's good now, though. But yeah, I don't know. I, one more week of the Bengals, like how they played last week, and uh, and I'll fully be back in on them. But for now, I'm going to go to Seattle.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: All right, AFC, not AFC North, NFC North showdown. Justin Jefferson, the Justin Jefferson lists Vikings versus the Bears. Um, man, this Vikings team's in a rough spot. One and four, no jettis for four weeks. The Bears at home. The Bears played really well last week. Justin Fields back-to-back weeks, four touchdowns. DJ Moore, huge game. You know, seems like that offense finally coming alive. You know, your thoughts on this one, but also, you know, the Bears, obviously big win last week that we didn't get to talk about.
1: Yeah. um, Well, I'm going to start this with a question back to you. And I've been thinking about this. Um, What if Justin Fields plays as well as we possibly can imagine for the rest of the year and they still end up with the first pick from the Panthers? So like what what happens?
0: It's really, I think the Bears are in such an interesting spot because like you said, like the way Justin Fields has played the last two weeks, albeit against the Denver Broncos and the Commanders. So, two teams that are struggling. Um, but he's been balling, man. He's looked really good. It feels like him as a rusher hasn't even been like untapped. You know, he's got, you know, I feel like he hasn't even had that big game rushing wise where we're like, oh my God, you know, like we did, like we saw last year. Um, it's so interesting. I think if they get the number one pick somehow, I feel like you got to take Caleb Williams and just plainly to reset the rookie contract, I think, and and give you more time on that cheaper deal. And then you trade fields. But like, I don't know, man, it's tough. Like if I'm not saying this is going to happen, but like, yeah, what if fields wins like six or seven more games the rest of the way and this team's like around 500, like the hell do you do? It's really, it's a tough situation um i guess fields is in what year three of the rookie contract so he's still got one more year and then you know fifth year option if you want to accept that so they still got some time but if you get number one i feel like you got to go caleb williams with all the the hype and the way he's been playing but yeah it's interesting what do you think what do you think they would do i feel like you got to go caleb right
1: i i no i think i i don't know um no i think i'd keep fields because okay I just, I think you got to build the team around him first. Like I I'm a team, I'm a get your team set, then draft your quarterback first. And like, I know you, it's crazy if fields ends up not working to have passed on Caleb Williams and Bryce young, especially Caleb Williams.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. Like, can you even do that
1: again? Yeah, exactly. That's another part of it. It's like, can you do it? Like, I don't even know, but I just think like, From pick one to two, you might get like two first round picks, depending on what team it is. Like trying to get up for, make sure no one else gets up for Caleb Williams. Like, hundred percent, yeah. There could be so much valuable to value to be had. You could end up with like Marvin Harrison, Brock Bowers, and and like a couple of (laughs) offensive linemen if you really wanted to get. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I could see the rationale either way. But so I, I kind, I distracted us here pretty late into the podcast, but. Um. (laughs) I guess yeah. Getting back to the game, um, good to see Fields look better. Like, I don't see that really stopping against the Vikings. They could throw some looks at him to maybe confuse him, but I see this being a pretty high-scoring game. Like, I don't know what the over is here, but that could be interesting. Um, and yeah, I I would say even without Jetta's, like, obviously that really hurts for the Vikings, and they're in an interesting spot too, where it's like do you listen to offers for Kirk and try to lose you gotta a- yeah you
0: gotta I mean I it think seems like they're moving on from
1: him either way this offseason so it's like
0: yeah the Jets would probably come in with like a first rounder almost like literally
1: no I I I, I don't see why that hasn't happened yet to be honest partially um but besides that like I think they'll actually be fine in a weird way because like Addison's good and Osborne's not that bad. Like, I think they'll figure it out this week. Obviously once they face like a real NFL, <laughs> real
0: defense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It might, it might be a little bit tougher. You might start to miss Jefferson, but I, I predict this offense to be completely fine this week. Um, I'll go bears in a close one. Cause it feels like the Vikings are cursed this year. Um, and it just feels like they're going to lose all the one possession games this year. Yeah. Um, So that's my pick, but not super confident.
0: I'm going to go with the Bears, too. Like you said, like, I mean, I'm a huge Justin Fields guy. I've been clamoring about Justin Fields, it feels like, since I've started this podcast back in 2020. Um, You know, I I think he's showing what he's got. I mean, he made some really good throws last week. I think, you know, obviously the rushing ability is there. Um, You know, it feels like him and DJ Moore have really built a a strong connection. I mean, I think DJ Moore has been over 100 yards in three of the five games so far this season, which is awesome. Uh, It's good for DJ Moore, too. I mean, it feels like that guy was kind of in a weird – like Atari McLaurin-esque, like, situation where he just wasn't in the ball enough and just, yeah. Um, And it seems like, you know, now he went up and put up, you know, 230 yards, I think, in like, three tutties. So, pretty cool. Um, So, you know, it feels like that defense is kind of playing for something. It feels like, you know, there's just a motivation there. And, you know, this team hadn't won in so long. And, you know, sometimes one win can change just the whole vibe of a season. And not that they'll go to the playoffs, but just, like, they'll start stringing together wins and I can very well see that happening. Like you said, like, you know, the Vikings offense will probably have some success. I think Jordan Addison will play pretty well. Um, I mean, I got him on one of my fantasy teams and he's projected like 13 points this week, which I don't really get. Cause I, you're going against the bears and it's like, you're the number one receiver. So it's like, I feel like he should be balling out. He's played pretty well, this, you, know, you know, so far this season too. Um, But alas, you know, the, you, you know, IBM Watson projectors knows better than me, of course. But, um, yeah, I think the Bears will pull this one out. Um, And like you said, man, like Kirk Cousins got to kind of listen to offers on him. I think, you know, I think the Jets are – you could just – they're desperate, man. The Jets are for sure desperate right now. I don't know if they give that first-round pickup, to be honest. I feel like – I don't know, man. It depends how this week goes, I guess, with the Jets. But they're playing Philly, so they'll probably lose. (laughs) Um, But – if they're two and four and those first six games were always going to be tough for them. But if you're two and four and you trade for Kirk, you know, with that defense, maybe, maybe you squeak in the playoffs. I don't know. It's a tough situation, but we'll see. But I don't know. I feel that like the Vikings will probably hold on to Kirk. We're getting totally sidetracked, um, which we said we could not do after our hour 45 minute podcast last week. But um, yeah, we're both going bears, which pretty much means the Vikings blow up. Um, this one is super easy. 49ers, Browns. It's going to be P.J. Walker starting for the Browns. Deshaun dealing with the shoulder injury. Um, they're being, you know, super cautious. It just seems like I don't know what's going on. It seemed like he was going to play, lat, you know, week four, I guess it was. Yeah. Then he, you know, game day, DTR starting. Now we're off the buy and He's getting ruled out on Thursday. So, you know, I I don't know what happened. But Niners are uh, – I think I think you have to say they're the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, they have just – they blew out the Cowboys last week. Skill position-wise, everywhere on the field, they're elite. Brock Purdy looks like a stud. I mean, this guy hasn't – every game he's finished, he's won. Um, Yeah, the Niners should, should – I don't know if it'll be a blowout. This Cleveland defense is really good. Um, But, you know, I'm not expecting P.J. Walker to go in and uh, dominate this – dissect this 49ers defense, let's just say. So, I'll go with the Niners here. I think they'll win pretty comfortably. Um, And, man, they're a heck of a team. I mean – you know, Philly, you know, they're five and zero, obviously, but it's a it's a different five and oh, if that makes sense. You know, it feels like the Niners have kind of dominated their five wins, whereas Philly has kind of you know had their moments of, of struggle in their five wins for
1: sure. absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the Niners too. Like I could I could see the Browns defense keeping it pretty close. Like maybe this is the yeah. one where he doesn't look maybe as great. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just don't see the path with PJ Walker unless he kind of comes out and looks like. I mean, I don't think he's horrible necessarily, but I, I just, he would have to look like a like a starter at least, and I just don't think that's who he is. Um, yeah, He's not a fun Niners defense to play with your first start with the team, so, I just don't see it happening. I'm gonna go with the Niners. This
0: one, uh, you know, Josh McDaniels revenge game. Well, I guess they played last year. Uh, Patriots-Raiders, I mean, <laughs> that was a funny fun, – fun ending last year and crazy to see how those – you know, the, the two key players in the end of that play, Jacoby Myers and, and Chandler Jones. Yep. Obviously, Jacoby Myers now a Raider. Chandler Jones, um, you know, obviously prayers to him. Obviously, seems like he's going through some stuff mentally, uh, which is never what you want to see. Um, but rematch of that crazy game, the Patriots are, are terrible. Um, you know, Christian Gonzalez down for the season, I think – um offensively it's probably been the worst offense in the nfl Um uh, mac jones he sucks remandre just sucks now um the receivers suck um so i'm gonna go with the page or not the patriots i'm gonna go with the raiders um you know jimmy g found a he just finds ways to squeak wins out man and maybe i'm i'm probably too high on jimmy g but i don't know this guy's just got like the i don't know what you know the this guy just wins games it's weird um you know, this offense should 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 do well. I think with Jacoby and and Devontae and, and Jacobs this week, and you know this defense isn't that good. They played pretty well against the Packers though, and um, you know I just don't. The Patriots, have, I can't pick the Patriots. That they, they Patriots have been the worst team in the NFL. So yeah,
1: yeah, I'm gonna go with the Patriots, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I saw that they were underdogs against against a former Belichick coach. And I was that's just, true. Like, they're not, they're not losing this game. Like I, that's just my gut feeling. Um. Everything you said, I kind of agree with though. Like Garoppolo, like usually looks pretty good outside of the Niners system. It like, doesn't really make sense. Like this isn't really an offense that's well built for him. Like in yeah. with the Niners, he was getting the ball out quickly and like kind of playing point guard. And now with the Raiders, it's like, you see a lot of reasonably far downfield passes, like, some pretty complicated reads he seems more accurate like maybe he just is a pretty solid quarterback and he just didn't do as much in the Niner system because he didn't really have to he really just played point guard as much as he could but um I, I'm still gonna go with the Patriots I think their defense is still probably slightly better than any other unit in this game even without uh, Gonzalez, uh did I do it again? No, I didn't do it again. Oh, Sorry. No, Gonzalez, again. Yeah. Gonzalez and Judon. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots here pretty like tentatively, but because it's not easy to pick the Patriots right now, but I will go with the Patriots.
0: That's a fair, fair pick for sure. I mean, neither of these teams are very good. Um, But yeah, uh, Moon on. This should be a fun one. Lions at Buccaneers. Lions are four and one. Bucks coming off the bye. Mike Evans. Uh, limited in practice today, so you know he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Who knows if he goes? It's it's kind of hard to tell right now. Um, you know, it doesn't look like Jameer Gibbs will probably play either. He's not logged to practice in a while, um, due to a hamstring injury. But Dave Montgomery, man, he's been running the ball well. I'm on Ross St. Brown, should be back this week, which is big. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Lions here. I just think this is a, a well run team. Uh, Jerry Goff is you know, he's thrown some picks this year after. Uh, the, you know, 300, whatever passes without an interception, but um, he's been good. You know, he's getting wins. Um, this defense has played pretty well. You know, they're, they're just a, a gritty team. Aiden Hutchinson is also one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I mean, he had a, a pick last week. He's just been balling out. I cannot believe the Jaguars passed up on him for Trayvon Walker. I mean, just an idiotic decision of, of trying to, you know, look at the intangibles more than just the actual player, but regardless i'm going with the lions in this one um you know baker's been baker's been balling this year but i don't know i just you know at some point i feel like you know the lions are just a better team to me at the end of the day
1: yeah um the lions this is a lions team that's really freaking learned how to win football games (laughs) it's fun to see like i I like to root for this lions team i like i like dan campbell i like jerry goff i like aiden hutchinson quite a bit he's a he's a beast i mean he's He's probably he's already better than i i really expected him to almost ever be and i had pretty high expectations for him but like he's already almost max crosby top five edge rusher ask
0: 100
1: um which is just great to see he's really ignited this defense which is basically just him and a ragtag group of like average (laughs) but it really works for some reason um and the offense is good, and it's only going to get better. Like once they get Jamison Williams incorporated and Amon Ross, Saint Brown back, and Gibbs back, and like Florida, so we no have the Gibbs matters. I mean, Gibbs doesn't even play. no, not that he's getting the ball, but just like for maybe as a decoy, something like that. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, but yeah, I I do see this Lions team continuing to improve offensively, and I think this is a good matchup for them. Um, in terms of like, I just think this could be a tough week for Baker. Um, yeah. and yeah, I'm gonna go with the Lions.
0: Yeah, uh moving along, Rams at Car- or not at Cardinals, Cardinals at Rams. Um, the return of Cooper Cup last week, he had a hundred-yard game right at the bat. Puka Nakua still looking good. Um, you know, the Rams offense looks looks pretty good. Um, Kyron Williams has been balling out. So a fun Rams team, kind of some youth rejuvenated with uh, obviously Stafford and Cup still there. Arizona's been gritty this year, but James Conner now on IR. Kind of feels like this Arizona team is kind of going to start to falter towards uh, the expectations we thought where this was going to be one of the worst teams, if not the worst in the NFL. Um, kind of feels like they're faltering towards that. So I'm going to go with the Rams here. Uh, you know, I think Cup is is going to have a big game here, if I'm being honest. Um yeah, I just think I think this could be a blowout, honestly. I think this Rams team should uh take care of business at home.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think it wasn't fun to play this this Rams team as as the Eagles with much, much, much more talent than the Cardinals. Um yeah. just not fun to play against a really smart offensive coach and quarterback and Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Um, that's just not fun to play against, even if the line isn't very good. Like it's it's just that's really that's really tough. And obviously you have Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball. He's just wrecking things. You like can't run the ball against them almost exclusively because of him. Um, He seems completely back. So they're not a fun team to play. I think they're probably going to get a wild card in the NFC, to be honest with how things are looking right now. Like the record isn't great, but they've played the two undefeated teams like pretty well. Um, So I I think this is, this is a, a really like, rejuvenated Rams team and I, I agree like what you said with the Cardinals um, they're playing hard they're it's not really like a disappointment or anything bad but they're just really really bad um, <laughs> you just have no talent um, like Buddha Baker isn't even playing like they traded Isaiah Simmons Zayvon Collins is like their only like high the invested pick and he's basically been a bust so they almost have no one on really either side of the ball. I guess they have some playmakers, but whatever. Um, I'm going with the Rams here pretty easily. Yep.
0: Uh, both in agreement there. Um, three more games. Um, two New York teams. We'll start off with the Jets. Eagles going to MetLife. Um you know, big win for the Jets last week. It was a it was a tight one in Denver, but they got it done. Zach Wilson, um, you know, not his best performance. You know, definitely a, a step down from the Chiefs game, but still let him loose a bit a little bit. The big one though, Brees Hall, twenty two carries, one hundred seventy seven yards. New member of uh, my fantasy team in our league. Dev, you uh, sent them over today graciously, so I appreciate that. Um, but you know, they're going against the Eagles, five and zero. Yeah, uh, you know, battle. I guess battle outside the arena. I guess is this week the 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 uh the outside the arena bowl. So who do you got in this one? I'm assuming the Eagles. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna, Yeah. Um. I just think I think this is a game where the Eagles defense really shows up and um establishes itself against a weaker Jets offensive line. And I just, I mean, I I've seen better play from Zach Wilson, but I just have the feeling that. You know, watching every single play as my team is playing Zach Wilson is not going to go too well for him. Um, again with his pass rush and you know, slide matches up pretty well, you know, with Wilson. Um, yeah, I I could see the Jets causing some chaos. They seem to keep every game close because their defense is so damn good. Um, and maybe hurts, turns the ball over a little bit, but there's also a world where this Eagles offense is just so good that they kind of end up blowing the Jets out. Um so I think, yeah, the spread's around like seven and a half or something like that. So I think that's around probably where this game is, if I had to guess. But I'm going to go with an Eagles win. How about you?
0: You know, the more I started talking about the outside of the arena bowl, I got to ride right with my Jets here. Um, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I got to do it. I got to do it. Um. Look, you look at this defense. Um, it's as good as uh basically any defensive unit in the in the NFL. The pass rush has been elite. Um, you look at this Eagles team. You know, obviously really good, but they struggled in the red zone this season. They haven't been able to convert. Um, which plays into the Jets game. I mean, the Jets have been a team that's kind of not been able to convert either. They've kind of been stuck kicking field goals. So, you know, getting into a field goal off is uh you know, you know something the Jets are uh, kind of been used to. Um, you know, I think. I I'll be honest, Zach Wilson, like I said, not the best week last week. Um, you gotta hope that the that, that people of, of New York are out there supporting the man, um, making things happen. I think Brees Hall is the key though for this one. I think uh, you know, the Jets O line obviously was an A V T again for the season, not good. Um, so they're banged up, but Brees Hall, just such a special player. You gotta hope he can find a way to uh to get the ball to him and and for him to, you know, the O line to create some space for him. So I think it's going to be a gritty, low scoring game. I think the defense keeps them in it. And I think, uh, you know, Brees Hall, kind of the key to victory. But I think Garrett Wilson makes, you know, one or two huge plays down the stretch and Jets kick a game winning field goal as time expires. Greg Zerline from 49 yards to win it. It's my oh, wow. prediction.
1: All right. Wow. Okay. That was in depth. I like it.
0: 49 yarder to win it for Greg the leg. So that's my prediction. And uh, final score of 22 to 21. Uh, 20- 21 to 18 is my final score prediction so if i'm right we're going on espn baby so we probably should start doing these predictions like for every game just to like try to try to go viral yeah exactly um but battle outside the arena bowl probably gonna be eagles blowout win but you know we'll go with it for now um this is a certified blowout uh buffalo bills versus the new york giants i guess all three new york teams are playing i didn't Forgot about the Bills. But um, yeah, the Bills are gonna run the Giants over. It doesn't seem like Danny Dimes isn't even gonna play. Um, who knows? I mean, it's not even worth Saquon playing in this game. It feels like like, why even bother? Um, Darren Waller could be I mean, this team is banged up. The O-line is horrific. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Danny Dimes can sack more than anyone. You gotta feel for the guy at this point. Like at some point it's not even his fault. Like this the guy has no talent on the team. He's got no O-line, the defense isn't good. Uh I, it's crazy that, that last season set, set the Giants back so far, like literally, like at least a few years back, just because of they didn't get a top draft pick last year. They paid Danny Dimes all that money, and they just kind of ran the same team back. And it's like now you're looking at this team, and it's just like bad. Um, I guess what's their record? One and four? Oh my god, they're bad. They're gonna be one and five. Yeah, Bills, Bills by massacre in Buffalo on prime time. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. No. Um. It yeah, it doesn't even look like Daniel Jones like is gonna play, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't really even have much analysis here. You kind of hit the nail on the head. Like the Bills are are playing pretty well. They're they're three and two, but like two, I guess, pretty competitive losses. Like I'm not super worried about them. Um, at least in this game, like on the defensive side of the ball, again, as we get going. They lost Matt Milano last week. He's probably out for the year, which isn't a good sign. Um, so they're just losing, they're just losing. Yeah, he like
0: he like fractured his leg and like potentially towards ACL, right?
1: Yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't look good. Um they just have lost too many guys on defense right now for for it to be like a really good unit. But again, that's not gonna matter against the Giants. They'll be fine. They're gonna blow them out.
0: Yeah. Uh should be a very easy win. Monday night, we got a good one: Cowboys at Chargers. Cowboys obviously coming off a huge blowout loss, three and two. You know this Cowboys schedule. You look at the beginning of the year. You know um, they started off with the Giants, who suck. The Jets with Zach Wilson in his first start. The Cardinals who beat them. The Patriots suck. And now it's like they're they're ramping it up: Niners, Chargers, Rams, Eagles, and the next four games. Then after that, they go to Giants, Panthers, Commanders. Um, But these next four games are a real test for them. Monday night, Austin Eckler should be back. That's huge for this Chargers offense. Dak Prescott really struggled last week. He threw three interceptions. Tony Pollard didn't really get the ball. CeeDee Lamb has not gotten the ball this year either. I mean, it's kind of a weird situation. It feels like defensively, this team has been able to kind of hide the offense's struggles. We haven't seen this offense really be elite in any game this season. Your thoughts on a big Monday night game for both of these teams, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, this feels like a huge game, both teams with two losses, um, like, and kind of Super Bowl hopes and a really good team in their division as well. So the stakes don't get that much higher for this early season of this, this early of a game in the season. Um, And I just, I think yeah, the Cowboys offense hasn't been really good, and the Chargers defense hasn't been really good. So um, that's I guess the big, the big like swimming matchup here is which which side of the ball there is going to perform better. Um, but it's also gonna be fun to watch the Chargers offense against the Cowboys defense because like those are obviously two really good units, so that'll be interesting to see. So I'm really excited for this game. Um, it's in LA, so but it's still basically a home. <laughs>
0: That'll be a Dallas, that yeah, pro Dallas
1: bad. crowd. Um, I lean Chargers because I, I trust Herbert more than Dak and Mike McCarthy, but also Brandon Staley. So could go either way. Um, what say you?
0: Well, so who are you picking? Chargers, 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 Chargers. Okay. okay.
1: Um, it's
0: a tough one. You know, Dak was super concerning last week. A three picks and, and that offense didn't look good. Gotta get CeeDee Lamb the ball. And they were talking about it on like, get up. I think most of the probably talk shows were talking about it this week. Like CeeDee Lamb's gotta get the ball. Like you do not have Tony Pollard's a good player, a pretty good player, but like CeeDee Lamb is like you drafted him in the first round, like he ball it, he played pretty well last year. Like gotta get him the ball like a number one receiver. And they just have not done that at all. Maybe that's on Dak. Maybe that's on Mike McCarthy. I don't really know. Um, but if this team's gonna win this game, CeeDee Lamb's gonna have to go kind of crazy. And I don't know. This Chargers defense, honestly, like Khalil Mack's coming off a six-sack game. Um, you know, Asante Samuel Junior's played pretty solid. Derwin James there. I think Joey Bosa's healthy, I believe. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers too. I think uh, you know, getting Eckler back, I think is gonna you know rejuvenate this offense. It gives them You know, Josh Kelly in the backfield was not the same. We learned real quick. You know, he had a good week one, but you know, he's not the same as Austin Eckler at the end of the day. Um, So I think Eckler being back is huge. He should be. You know, they were pretty cautious with him, so I think he'll be pretty healthy. Keenan Allen has been balling out this season. Expect a big game, you know, from him. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go with Herbert on Monday night. I think this is a huge game for the Chargers. If they can, you know, rebound from that 0 and 2 start and be three and two, that'd be that'd be maybe in a good spot. So. Yeah, and for, I mean, this is a huge game for Dallas, though. They go three and three, and it's like, well, same old, same old Cowboys. Stephen A is uh, smoking a cigar somewhere, laughing about him. So, should be a fun game. Uh, Like you said, pretty big implications for this one. Yeah, well, that does it for the week. I guess we're week six now, week six slate. Um, Pretty fun. Uh, I mean, like we've kind of been talking about the sports world, just a, a really fun time. You got, you know, the NHL you know just started nba is uh you know how we got to be like 10 days till tip something like that
1: uh a week and a half yeah yeah, week about, and a half, I think, yeah
0: yeah 11 days yeah i mean we are right around the corner from the nba season ufc uh 296 i guess it is is next weekend which saw a shakeup. we now got a, a new main event new co-main event but it looks like a better card so i'm excited about that college football going on i mean texas goes down this week to oklahoma pretty crazy um, I mean, it's just a good time to be a good time to be a sports fan. Can't really complain. Can we um, college basketball is starting up soon? I mean, I'm fired up, um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week's episode of outside the arena. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to like comment and subscribe to the channel. Check us out on social media or uh, Instagrams will be in the description below. Also check us out on Spotify and Apple podcasts at outside the arena there. Appreciate you watching big week ahead. Shout out to the Phillies uh, once more. Uh, big night uh, late. I think the latest we've ever been recording this podcast. So setting new standards and uh, you know, episode, whatever, this might be 121 or something like that. So yeah, but uh appreciate everyone watching and uh, we'll see you on next, next week's episode of outside the arena.